Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the pause. Pause? <laughs> Bitch, I'm the drunk. Possum. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to the No BS Podcast with your favorite people, Luis and Daniela. If you are listening to this reality recap, make sure to tune in into our other episode where we talk about our lives, you know, the more important details and celebrity <laughs> gossip and all that nonsense. But in this episode, we're going to be going, we're going to go ahead and recap RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13, Real Housewives of Atlanta, and Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Before we begin, how are you? Or do you not want to express how you feel right now? And just dive right into the juiciness. No, I'm good. I'm excited. I always like our reality recaps. How are you? Or do you know what to share? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's personal information. If you want to hear that, tune into the other episode. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm great. That's a lie. I'm all right. Like, it's one of those days where everything's so slow. You know, the world is a mess. But I... I digress and I have hope. Positive note, positivity. Change, exactly. Positive um, vibes, yes. A huge sigh. That's that's how I'm feeling. No, I'm just kidding. Um, let's just dive like, right that's in. That's my mood. There's exactly there's lots of opinions <laughs> that I have, lots of tea, lots of drama, lots of shade. So let's just dive right in. Let's start off with RuPaul's Drag Race. So the episode starts off and we see the 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 pork chop loading dock where the queens were were last left off. You know, the losers, the losers of the group. Oh. Oh, yes. And they basically are told by Rue that they have a chance to come back to the competition, but they first have to vote. And these girls are shaking in their boots. They're looking around. They're like, who am I going to vote for? <laughs> what is happening? I don't fucking know you, but they move on and they vote. Ten seconds later, RuPaul's like, there's a tie. And in that moment, I wanted to be like, oop, please. If I, w- I put myself in their position, I was like, please, I don't want to hear my name. And I'm pretty sure that's what they were thinking. Like, don't be me, don't yes. be me, don't be me. He reveals to them that the Queen's he reveals to them that there's a tie between Elliot with two T's and Utica, which I was like, Utica, 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 you got to go. <laughs> the hater in me, I was like, Utica, you can exit stage right. What did you think when the vote was revealed that there was a tie? I was like, okay, Joey J and I'm not going to lie, Elliot with two T's. Just because a lot of people were saying Elliot with two T's, basic look, basic look. So I was like, Joey J and, you, uh, not Utica, uh, fucking Elliot with two T's. And I was like, what's going to happen? Like, I honestly did not think anyone was going to go home, which yeah. in a sense they didn't, but still, <laughs> I was very sad. <laughs> so then he comes back or RuPaul comes back and he reveals that the person who's getting the pork chop is Elliot with two T's. And you could tell in that moment, she was devastated. She wanted to cry. Yes. The other queens were probably like sighing. They were like, oh, thank God it's not me. And they're like, bye, girl. Yes. Like, we'll miss you. But you know, deep down, they're like, we don't fucking care. We're glad it's you, not <laughs> me. It was those like one of those awkward, like, sorry, not sorry kind of moments. Yeah. Let's be honest. Oh, they're gosh. all there to win the money. They're all there to win the title. And life goes on it won't it won't be such a sad moment because we'll see we really see that he's not going anywhere so the episode starts off with the winning queens walking into the workroom and they're excited to start they're like it's our first official day let's get on with the challenges you know they're trying to fucking win um they start talking about how they want drama and fights and of course they're like candy that's you you bring the drama you bring the shade and then she's kind of like me me it's like, we all know you're a shady bitch. Don't try to act like, stop trying to be cute. You're going to bring the drama. So we see the room mail. He talks some shit. And then he walks into the workroom and he's like, I hope you guys are ready. Are you guys ready to relax? And they're like, yes. And he's like, that's not going to happen. And then he introduces Elliot with two T's, which, I mean, you had already said, you just said that you speculated that he was, no one was getting eliminated. How did you feel when, when Elliot walked in? Um, 
I was like, okay. I was like, see, we should have been sad because I was a little sad. I was like, like, because what they were saying in their confessional where they were like, you know, I, this was just all first impressions. I don't think it's fair. So I was like, I was like, you're going to be back. You're going to be back. I didn't think he was going to go to them though. I don't know why. I don't know why I didn't think he was going to go to the winner's circle. I was like, oh, I thought he was going to go back to the loser circle and just be like, surprise. Like- just kidding. Y'all are some haters. Like a dick. I'm back. <laughs> But um, yes, so he basically Rue kind of gives him like a pep talk and he's like, just know if you get eliminated, this is not the end of the world. You guys are all stars. Don't don't ever let someone make you feel like you're a loser, mm-hmm. which I was like, yeah, whatever, because sometimes <laughs> Rue, you'll be making them feel like they're a loser. OK, so don't try it. <laughs> so after the little pep talk, he says, are you guys ready for the mini challenge? And this mini challenge is a runway. We see them in a daytime look and a nighttime look. So after Rue explains the mini challenge, they start getting ready. They start doing their makeup. And I'm sorry, I was triggered. They all kind of just start talking shit on Elliot. And they kind of just gang up on him. And they're like, Mm -hmm. you suck. Why are you here? We eliminated you, blah, blah, blah. And am I crazy? Like, what did you think watching They were like, you're a spy. And I was like, a spy for what? (laughs) What? Like, he's getting intel for who? The loser circle? Like, what? What's happening? I was like, oh, maybe... um, maybe Elliot was never like a contestant to begin with. Maybe Elliot was always like, like just, just there for them to think like, like maybe Elliot was there as like a secret judge, but I was like, no, that's fucking stupid. But I was like a spy, a spy. <laughs> yeah, you could like, tell they were what? kind of just shook and kind of reaching at that point. They um, were rude. I, I want to say they were rude. And I like how Elliot kind of held um, their own. They were like, yeah, he was like, Candy, yeah, do you think? Fuck y'all. Exactly. That's what I'm going to get into. Cause then Candy, well, first they, they kind of start talking about it because they candy makes it a point to be like oh my god you guys look we're rue girls look around like we're rue girls exactly and they're like bitch you've been saying you're rue girl for the past 10 years like you need to stop (laughs) and she's like well you know because my drag race family's on here like my sister my drag mom so yeah like it's whatever and elliot you know i caught that shade everyone else caught it ellie was quick to be like you want to talk some shit let's talk some shit and he was basically said, don't you find it weird that queens who always say that, you know, my drag family's been here and whatever, whatever. They go home early on. Like, are you nervous? That's going to happen to you. Candy, to say that she was bothered is an understatement. Candy was fluttered. Yeah. Like, I don't know. How would you, how did you take her reacting the way she did? Like, she was obviously bothered. Yeah, I don't think, like, it was obviously like, she thought it was offensive, but I was just like, okay, but you guys are all throwing shade at each other. Like, you guys are all being funny. I think she was, obviously, Elliot was asking because they wanted to be shady, but at the same time, they were probably, like, genuinely curious. Like, are you okay? Like, do you, do you genuinely think that you have a shot at this or something? And I feel like Candy, just because they were already like, Elliot's a spy. Candy was like, <laughs> how dare you ask that? How dare, who do they think they are? Like, they were, I was like, Candy, like, take a step back. You guys are all throwing fun little shade. This is just another fun little shady question, bitch. Like, you swear. Yeah, like, I'm it's like, it's funny because like, you're the first down. one to throw it. So you should be able to take it. Maybe we're getting exactly. the most. But it did kind of seem like there was some feelings of, like, animosity and, like, anger and, like, triggerness to be like, don't ask me such a question why would you how dare you ask me it's like no you guys are being shady. calm down it's not a big deal but i digress so moving on (laughs) so we see the two runways and i quickly wrote just a little brief description of their outfits i'm gonna ask you your favorites and your least favorites as far as their daytime looks we see a make in this super tight fitted latex we'll call it a scenery look because it had like clouds a rainbow and a sun yes oh no i 
wanted to note that she wasn't wearing her white face, which is, you know, she said herself, I'm serving diversity because I'm, I'm changing it up. But because the judges love to be like, if you, you have, have no range, your thing, we need range. We need range. And mm. we love to see it. Candy came out in this, I'm sorry, this ugly red look. I wasn't a fan of it. Same. Lala came out in a big flowy dress. She her fucking shoe got caught and she's like tripping on the runway. We have <laughs> Olivia in a Olivia Lux in a 70s dress with like her little purse, which spoiler alert, she came out with a purse on her second runway. I don't know if that's a her <laughs> stick, her thing. Simone came out in this striped, this kind of suit dress type thing with the little cape. Yes. And the, the colors were super bright. Oh, Tina, 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 what are we going to do with you? Tina comes out in this ugly red dress. I don't know. Exactly. A grandma would not be caught in that. And then lastly, Elliot came in with this red dress. He had his little beret. Who Whose look stood out to you the most? Um, Gomic. I loved her whole look, her whole rainbow look. I don't know. I, I love the, the comment that they made about what like the weather girl or something i was like yes anyway i liked olivia lex you know that's my girl i loved her whole go go girl vibe the whole mod look and i like simone just because it was 90s inspired she was giving me tyra on the runway um least favorite candy muse and um tina, tina. yeah yes. as far as the looks and like aesthetically like i don't know i'm let's just put that out there anyone who knows me knows i'm not a fucking fashion person i dress like i'm 12 <laughs> years old <laughs> Let's put that out there. Um, what I think looked aesthetically pleasing was I have to remake something about like it fit perfectly, the big wig, yes. and just like the colors. I think it's funny because Ruiz, whenever he does interviews, he says that um, drag is for everyone, especially little kids. Yes. Little kids don't see gender, they don't see sexual orientation, they don't see that. they see colors. And I'm like a child, yes. so I like I see the <laughs> the outfit. And I'm like, wow, it looks like. Just the perfect colors, the brightness. Yes. I liked it. Um, another one of my favorites was Simone's. I like Simone's. Like just the, it was so vibrant, mm-hmm. and like the hair, it was just well put together. And like you said, it's very supermodel on the runway. It it gave us what we needed. It gave us what we needed. Yes. As far as my look, oh, just I'm sorry, Tina. You, what are you wearing? Like, I get yeah. it, her aesthetic, her colors, her themes are red, orange, yellow. It just did not look cute. It didn't look cute. <laughs> I'm sorry, like I, yeah, like you said, like it's their aesthetic, but very Ronald McDonald, very, and not done like, not done like cute or not even done like, like, you know how sometimes that's their shtick, like I'm going to be tacky, but I'm going to make it cute. Exactly. Not even then, not even then. (laughs) It was just tacky, period. (laughs) Instead of cute tacky or tacky cute, it was just tacky. Moving on to their nighttime looks or their vamp looks as they refer to it them as so we first have mick and they wore this long velvet dress i'm just gonna put it out there that was also my favorite mick really has good fashion taste because just even like down to like the jewel in which they place on their their chest just like the little details i liked it (laughs) it was like very detail oriented like in the hair the black black hair yes i'm a fan i'm a stan i liked it um beautiful then we have Candy again. She came in this red latex devil look. The yeah. hole in the back made no sense. It was, <laughs> it was. Yeah, like, I never I got know. the answer. Like, was there supposed to be a tail? Did she say there was supposed to be a tail there? I was very confused. It just, it looked unfinished. Then we have Lala Ree, and she came out in this black pleather look. 
that look was yes. basic and then on top of that i wrote really? party city wig that wig was a shaking go that was cheap yikes i like their night i liked her nighttime look more than her daytime look she was actually one of my favorites just because of that dominatrix look yeah i was anyway delete 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 no, just <laughs> it didn't read for me i didn't i didn't, I didn't catch that um then we have Olivia in this brown dress with her tiny bag again. Hers was purple, bitch. It was a purple. It was purple. It was like a nice brown. fucking like. Why did I write brown? Purple, because Olivia Lux is brown, but it looked. This is why. This what was, was she wearing? Like, I totally forgot. It was a nice purple fitted dress with like, um, I want to say like sparkles, like glitter, but. See, it would have been a very basic look. And her hair was it like was in victory brown. It was brown? I it thought was it was a brown purple. copper. You know that fucking... Uh, oh, I'm fucking stupid. Yeah, okay. Her other now, dress, the 70s uh, mod, was, was like purple, purple. feathered. Um, I like the look because it, the dress was so nice on her skin tone. Other than if it wasn't so nice, if it didn't look so good on her, it would have been basic as hell. Not going to lie. But it, the color looked really good on her. So I was like, it makes you pop. Like, it doesn't matter what the fuck you were wearing. You could have been wearing fucking um, scraps. And because of that color, it looked good on you. But I digress. Keep going. Sorry, I interrupted you. (laughs) After that, we see Simone. And I'm sorry, I was getting root. Because she described it as very mother goddess. And it was earth tones, brown and greenish. I just, I didn't care for it. It wasn't, it wasn't it was not it it was not my my fave yeah tina comes out with denali's wig she fucking dyed it no i'm just kidding she comes out in this long braided hair in this ugly yellow skirt orange top and it was latex again not a fan and then last but not least we see ellie in this as he described it a dark mysterious i don't know what era that's from bridgerton there you go (laughs) it's very that um I'm not a fan of that, like that aesthetic and just the style Anyways, of it. But I guess. yeah, it's not cute. It's funny because because I watched Bridgerton, which listen to the um to our other episode, I go in depth about my opinions on Bridgerton and the very raunchy sex scenes. But um, this is why I liked Elliot's look because I was like, okay, she's giving me Bridgerton, and I love it. <laughs> no, I was not, I was like, oh, you need to put something else on. Get away from the screen. But um. <laughs> After that, they start de-dragging and Candy basically starts hating again. And she just, I, t- oh I see God. it as hating. People call it shade. Yeah, it very is much so. Is. Um, yes. Who comes in and he tells them that they need to rewrite his song, Congratulations, and they need to come up with choreography. How do you think you do in a challenge like that? Can you come up with rhymes? Can you dance? What's your tea? Can you? <laughs> I think I could help them come up with choreography or I could have come up with my own choreography. But the, the rhymes, I very much would have gone home. I very much would have had to lip sync for my life. Here's honey. the thing. I'm like delusional, but you? I think I, because I'm, you, witty well? and, you know, I'm the self-proclaimed <laughs> witty king. I think I do. Tea. I think I'd be an icon. Like, I feel like I can be funny. Tea. Maybe I'll come back next episode and I'll come up with my own uh, lyrics, but we'll see. Okay, you. perfect. That's they a start, challenge for both of us. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> um, After that, they start prepping and writing their music olivia is excited because if you don't know she's a music genius she not only plays piano but she writes songs and we see her just coming out of her shell and she's like i'm excited this is my tea i'm ready candy then talks about how basically they're already like despite them being nervous they should do well because they won their chat they won their lip sync 
And then mm. she kind of just looks at Ellie and she's like, well, not all of it. Like she was Gosh. setting, you know, she thought about that joke for a while because it was so calculated. Exactly. It was so stupid. <laughs> it's <was> scripted. <laughs> After that, we see them walk onto the main stage and this whole part, we could go into depth. I'm going to try to skip over it because I read a lot. Um, it's just a mess. Everyone has something to say. There's too many exactly. cooks in the yeah. kitchen. And Elliot being the dancer, she kind of wanted to take reign, take charge, take lead. But she's like, these bitches already hate me. So let me just not say anything. <laughs> um, so after that, they start playing music. They start playing the their verses. And, and Got Mick is up first. And they her lyrics start off. And I'm not going to sing because I can't sing. But the lyrics go, Got Mick was born a girl baby. And as we all now know, Got Mick is a trans man in the competition. And yes. We see them get in their feelings and get anxious because they haven't really expressed that situation with the rest of the queens. And we kind of see them struggle a bit. And we're basically that to believe that they're going to do bad and all that nonsense. But um, we'll see how that really goes. After that, <laughs> we see the queens getting ready for the performance and Mick breaks it down, her situation with Olivia. And Olivia is, she feels grateful and kind of, mm-hmm. how do I say it? She feels proud i don't know how to say it but yeah. basically mick is explaining her situation to Olivia, and she feels proud and grateful that mick is explaining and feels confident enough to share with her that information and olivia in her confessional says that she's more than happy to be her friend and basically make her feel comfortable in the competition because like we said this has never really been talked about on the show they've never had mm-hmm. a trans man contestant so it, it did make me feel good that Olivia was more than happy to be a friend to make and was accepting to say the least. Yes. It was a nice, genuine conversation. And I liked how got Mick was like talking about like their gender dysmorphia. And they even had like a nice conversation about pronouns, which I feel like I was like, yes, normalize this, normalize asking people's pronouns. And I loved how Olivia was like genuine and like, um, I don't know what the word is, but it was like, I just liked how Olivia was just so into the conversation and didn't make it about her. Like, do you get me? Exactly. Yeah. It, it felt, it was like, like you said, it was a normal conversation. They were both two people yes. just talking and they felt comfortable with one another. And that's the main point. Yes. After that conversation, we see Candy and Simone talking about performing and it's funny and producers just, I tip my hand off to them. Producers made sure to include Candy saying, girl, if you mess up, just move past it, keep serving face, and not, don't <laughs> let those bitches know that you messed up. Elliot explains the situation because everyone's like, well, what's the tea? What happened? Why are you here? Are you a spy? And Elliot's like, you know what? They all voted, and it was a tie, and then they re-voted, and I got eliminated. It was a unanimous vote. When he said it was a unanimous vote, I was like, wow, they really fucking hated you. Like, I get it. It was tea. I was like, people. just from first impression? But, like, they really hated your outfit. Because let's be honest, a lot of them did comment on, where's the look? Is this what you're wearing? This is a mess. But, um, yeah. Which makes me think, like, I wonder what they're going to think and what they're going to, how they're going to feel when they see you in two episodes from now. And they're like, wait, where did this bitch come from? Exactly. <laughs> it's funny because after Elliot explained themselves, the rest of the queens were like oh okay we can kind of be nice we don't know why you thought we thought you were a spy but we'll be kind of nice it's like you guys are fucking assholes like 
I don't know. Maybe I'm being sensitive, but I was like, y'all were straight up bitches. And now you're like, oh, yeah, we can be friends. Let's hold hands. You're like, you're a spy. Are you going to go talk to RuPaul about how we untuck? Like, you fucking bitch. Like, what? Yeah, like, what? Doesn't make sense. You're fucking rude as hell. After that, they kind of talk about how, well, they voted, you know, they voted you out. So maybe we might have to do that. And they kind of go around talking about what if and all these different scenarios and they're like who would you vote out and candy says she would vote out tina tina says she'd vote out mick simone says tina lala says mick and then olivia i'm sorry my sister's like why are you such an olivia hater like you just need to fall in love with her like the rest yeah, of us you're a hater. Like, it's just this whole i feel like maybe because i'm not used to nice people and that's what she is she's a nice person <laughs> that it seems fake but um <laughs> she kind of gives this pageant answer and she's like well you guys don't see me as a threat and i'm just trying to prove to them that i'm a threat and she didn't even answer the question. I'm like, bitch, they asked See, you the question. Who much, would you vote out? Like, come on now. It very much was a pageant answer. But I don't know, you need to get on the Olivia train. I don't like that you hate her. Like, you're a hater. See, I don't you're hate better. I'm just, I'm like, mm, I see you. No, okay, I, get, you. I, I get the hype. It is what it is. But we'll see. She's maybe genuinely we'll- nice. It's very weird to see people genuinely nice. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe people are like, because you guys are two bitter bitches. That's why. <laughs> I'm like, well, look at the world. No one in this world is nice. So. This is new to me, but um, I digress. They perform, and I wrote a little bit of, you know, just little comments. We're not going to get too depth into it. If you yes. want to listen to the song, congratulations. Go stream it on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you can fucking hear it. But um, <laughs> Candy messed up. Olivia did a Mariah. Simone, in my opinion, was the best. Her tone in which she sang, it was just like the vocals, the, yes. the rhythm. I love Um. Tina walked around and she basically performed to the other queens. Like she was looking at them. Her head was turning. I'm like, the judges are in front of you. What are you doing? Um, And lastly, I put Elliot performed. I feel like the lines were good. The rhymes were good. And overall, I think she did. She should have been up there with uh, Simone because you could I when I saw Elliot step up like when it was their turn I was like this is a dancer this is a performer yes it's all about stage presence and I feel like Elliot is aware of the cameras and aware of the other queens and I don't know am I reaching like I think she did well no and I don't know if it was my short-term memory but I was like Elliot was my favorite (laughs) because you know last last to see I'm like oh yeah perfect um (laughs) Elliot was my favorite Simone was up there I just liked um I liked her verse and she was very much, even though her look was very basic in my opinion. No, it um, was, the, it was a little, the, it looked like a little girl could be wearing now. I was like, what are you wearing? Yes. Um, if we're talking about looks only, I would say Mick was my fave just because I like the Lady Gaga vibes. Um, and Olivia was my fave because I love the Beyonce vibes. And Elliot was my fave just because even though animal print could be seen as tacky, I was like, no, your whole performance made the look for me. If we're talking about performance, Elliot and Simone, and I had to agree with the judges. I did not understand anything Candy was fucking saying. Candy said, but... I was born in New York in the like, come on. I didn't understand anything, but I was like very much, okay, okay. You're like, let me, I, I can move to this. This is IJ. I'm like, whoop, whoop. raise the roof, raise the roof. Yeah, it was. So, yeah, but that's it. Oh, um, Lala Ree was another one. I was very much into that performance, but I wasn't. I wouldn't say Simone or Elliot level, but I did enjoy that. Yeah, it's like she knew what she was doing. She's used to dancing, used to performing, but it wasn't. She's all very that. much in the middle for me. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. So the category is La May You Stay, which when I I'm first very, heard I it, I was confused. like, um, I need to Google. Apparently, La May is like a type of material fabric. 
So that's what they were all wearing. That's what they all made, you know, their outfits. Oh, using. okay. I was very confused. I was like, what is this? What's happening? I need to ask Louise. What, like, is this a rendition of something else? Like, is it always like, <laughs> you're like, is this a reference? What is this? But yes. yeah, it's, it's fabric material. But um, <laughs> I wrote a couple notes. So let's just dive right in. Got make was the creature of the black lagoon she said sea dragon and very much so i liked that when they moved the mm-hmm. way the material moved it looked yes it was like animated if you will um after yeah. that we see candy muse and she gave fembot let's just say she's no ariana grande because i don't know what that was stop i actually liked her look i think I it's like, a little like cape little that she like unraveled that looked cheap i don't know it looked oh, cheap not cheap oh my god <laughs> After that, Lala Re came out and she was, as she describes it, dark chocolate wrapped in gold, which very much so I got that. I like the top mm-hmm. more than the bottom. Like, what were the yes. bottoms? Were just like tights, leggings? What do you call those? I don't know. I was like, I don't, I, I was like, all I see is your top, really. Like, if anything, everything else is pretty much basic. I'm telling you, Lala Re is very much in the middle for me. Anyways. She needs to step it up because I'm a fan. Come on, Lala Re. Come on. Your personality is great. You need to match the clothes Gee. and your performance. Yes. Level. Yes. Olivia comes out as this water lily goddess and it was excuse me it was a seafoam green and some tan in it I you're gonna I didn't like it it looked tacky it looked like it was fabric it wasn't it's just I'm not I don't like I didn't like it okay well anyways um she was my fave (laughs) she was one of my fave looks her and got me I just said gotmic and fucking Olivia the entire episode but they were my fave looks this entire episode I liked it maybe because I like the old Hollywood vibes but maybe maybe but moving on from her maybe (laughs) um Simone comes out and I'm sorry when I saw I just I like I know it's all about aesthetics when it's on the running but when you have a thought process behind it and you have an idea and it's well thought out I'm a fan and that's what I think Simone did she comes out in this boxer look with the long braids and I think what won me over was the fact that she had the glittery blood on her brow like that's what Mm -hmm. I mean with like attention to detail and I don't know maybe I'm reaching here but I think it was her and got make did it for me like they were the best thought out ideas I don't know do you agree very much no yeah I like Simone's Simone's um runway look was much better than her uh performance look and I was just like yes thank you thank you Simone thank you for bringing it I liked it I was like yes queen okay and I I'll give my opinions on it when you talk about the judges. <laughs> Next up is <laughs> Tina. Tina, I would have to say she stepped it up. So she's referencing, you know, um, mm-hmm. the Wizard of Oz. She's a Tin Man. Attention to detail. She unravels her jacket or unzips her jacket. And we see the glittery stoned heart down to the axe purse. Again, a queen who pays attention to details is a successful queen. And overall, it, it was all right. But I think what sold me, sold it to me was again the purse and the stone the little details of the heart and mm-hmm. all that and last but not least i'm sorry elliot what was that elliot comes out in this this fusion of blue and green dress and i just have to say meh because what was that what was that yeah i'm like elliot i think your forte is performing and not designing <laughs> Oh. not that oh no which let's be honest that tends to be the case for the most part usually it's the fashion queens can perform and the performance queens oh. don't know about fashion it's just we stand it's just it's it's always the case but um <laughs> the judges delivery and i didn't honestly write down any of the comments what comments stood out to you did you agree did you disagree what's up um i liked what they said about simone 
about how she had star she had star quality and I was just I was cheering up with Simone I was like yes I don't know you probably already know the winner because you're all up in that but I'm rooting for Simone I'm rooting for Simone to be top top obviously you know I'm a I'm an Olivia stan but I'm rooting for Simone I I am behind her 100% if she were to win or if she were to get to the top like three I'm glad you mentioned it and I honestly had forgotten about the comment because I was you when she started tearing up and she didn't like cry but when she started tearing up and then got told that she was a star I wanted to be like yes I am yes 100% behind Simone like she has a level of taste, humor, yeah. entertainment, performance level. And I think, like Ross said it, like, you couldn't say it any better. We see a star rising, and yeah. I definitely see Simone in the finals winning it. Yes. I am rooting. I think I have to, if I were to say my top three, I don't know. It's just, I, I stand all them, but I love Denali. Can't wait to see what they bring. Lala Re, Got Mick, and yeah. Simone. I think that's my ideal top four. I really don't remember anyone from the fucking loser circle. Um, but if we're talking about strictly this episode, I will be saying um, Olivia, my girl, Mick, Simone, and Lala Ree. Just because of Lala Ree's personality. But I feel like she definitely needs to start bringing it because again. <laughs> yeah, like I went to high school with people like Lala Ree. Like that's yeah. that's the homegirl. We know we her. We love Lala Ree, yes. We love people like Lala Ree who are just outgoing and out there and are just loud without being obnoxious like me like they're they're just able they're to be people. like they're they're what yes. is it um they're i don't even know what i'm they're, trying to say they're people persons they're people, people persons people. exactly there you yes. go um, <laughs> so the judges deliberate and they surprise the queen by saying there is no one going home there are no bottoms this week but the top two queens are simone and olivia i would i'm sorry i agree with simone i think olivia did well i liked her look as far as her performance okay. her little mariah part i just i don't know i can't get behind like i said i'm not gonna be a hater but i think it should have been <sighs> ellie with two t's and simone that's just my thought t if we were going off performance alone but i think they were looking at everything they were looking at the mini challenge they were looking at the maxi challenge and everything okay louise you have to look at the whole picture <laughs> listen I mean, when they do the challenges this is how i see it whenever they do the main challenge the mini challenge has nothing to do with it um so it's usually just the runway and the main challenge and maybe because elliot did suck as far as the mini challenge maybe that's why but i don't know <laughs> i think uh elliot was just a better overall performer but whatever i think um let's say they were to have had a bottom two who do you think would have been in bottom now, two? That's a diff- think- that's a good question. That's a different story. As far as the bottom two, I hate to say it, but I think, well, for sure, I don't want to say for sure, but that sounds to me. But I think Candy, well, Candy would have been well in the bottom. She exactly she would have deserved it. Um, the other person in the bottom, I would have said Tina. I don't think the only reason why I think I don't think Got Mick would have been in the bottom was because of their outfit. Usually, and you'll exactly. see probably in the future if they suck in the challenge, but they have this amazing look. It usually saves them. But yeah, I'd probably have to say Candy and Tina. Even though because Tina Mick didn't thought, do well to me. Like, I don't know. Really, the only memorable thing was her Tin Man, like homage, which I really liked, but I was like, that can't make up for like everything else that they did. Um, I know I watched the Untucked episode because like RuPaul said, you are only watching half of it. So I was like, I have to watch Untucked. If I'm gonna be part of this fandom, I have to watch Untucked. So um I know Mick thought that they were going to be in the bottom two, but I was like, no, I feel like you would have been saved. So I feel like really if they, 
we're going to have a bottom two. I know for sure, for sure, Candy would have been in it. Because I, I agree with the judges when they said that, like, Candy doesn't really seem to have an aesthetic that they, or, like, a look that they have. Like, it seems like she's kind of all over the place, really. And um, I feel like she just needs to find her, like, her niche I don't know I, I, don't I know think her word, I like, think what she thinks her thing is is like New York and homegirl and yeah but I'm kind of like you said we're kind of not really seeing not translating that. exactly yeah. maybe in the future episodes we'll see her kind of come out of her shell as far as fashion yeah. we'll, we'll see that style but that really hasn't that's not what you're giving exactly. us I think if it wasn't for her personality I feel like she would definitely like if they would have been about him too it that would have jeopardized her like her looks and everything but because of her personality it's like she was saved do you get me so exactly no yeah it, it <sighs> makes total sense we i mean we've seen that in the past where it's like just because Already. they have an amazing personality they kind of make it far but okay Ooh. we'll see we'll see how that happens in every goes. competition show i feel like yeah let's just be honest Ooh. producers push for great tv and that doesn't so you'll make it far in any competition exactly show. so big far. brother um big brother 23 you guys can see me in the final two we love that um but to wrap up this episode like i said there's no bottoms this week we only have two winners but rue's like you know what we need an ultimate winner so you guys are gonna lip sync for your life i guess even though you're not going home and <laughs> if you win the lip sync the cash prize is five thousand dollars and i don't know about you yes. but to lip sync for three minutes and then get five thousand dollars um should the i join life. now do i audition next exactly. year or what's up i need to start being in drag because exactly. <laughs> i was like yes <laughs> so the song starts and it's i'm sorry none other than dua lipa we have break my heart which if you don't know this now if you don't know this by now i'm a dua lipa stan we stand dua peep and I just I loved it. Um, the beat is in my head right now. <laughs> if we if we could play right now, we would. If we you know copyright wasn't a thing, we would play. It. But um, go stream Future Nostalgia if you haven't heard already. My take on the lip sync was Olivia very much gave us comedy. It was kind yeah, of like extra yeah. being exactly, and then Simone was really feeling the song. I feel like hers was dramatic, but in a different sense. I don't know. Mm-hmm. How did you think they? Uh, you know I'm an Olivia stand, but I would have yeah I gave that win to Simone I was like I liked Simone's like whole performance a little bit more I thought Olivia was gonna win for a minute just because of a comment that you had said that if you make Rue laugh you that basically means yeah like, yeah you, exactly you could win so I thought I was like oh Olivia just made Rue laugh so I was like maybe Olivia might win but um you know Simone won and I was very happy because I liked that they went kind of like the dramatic route because that song it's like which it's so poppy let me, put, let me yeah let me just, put that out there let me get like, you off real quick it i love this lip sync but i i wanted more am i like wrong for team. saying that i wanted no, like no, dramatics yeah. like maybe because just like i love exactly. you uh, <laughs> i need i need you guys like, to be like um i need you to be like uh um uh, break my heart you know like, like you need to be pointing you need to be twirling exactly. you need to be doing i need you on b i need you on b be dramatic really feel it but um i digress it was overall a good lip sync and um simone won those five thousand dollars she's super excited about her win because she's the first winner the first queen to have a win under her belt and the episode ends the episode ends with rupaul you know the usual if you can't love yourself how the hell are you gonna love somebody else and <laughs> <laughs> I'm super excited about next week's episode because we have Denali Same. and we see the other quote unquote losers. Um, oh. 
how do you think they're going to do? Because let's be honest, it's probably going to be the same episode, the runways and the dancing Tea. and singing. And so let me you stay. Who do you think is going to stand out? Um, I think for sure Denali. I feel like just their presence, her presence. Um, I wonder if Utica is going to have like um, a point to prove like, oh, you guys almost voted me out. <laughs> um, I feel like, why do I feel like they're going to have beef with Rosé? Because Rosé seems to have a big head. And then um, who was that? Oh, Tamisha. Thank you. I feel, I hope Tamisha, like, I hope Tamisha, like, lives up to my expectations. Do you get me? No, I, I, I get exactly what you're saying. I, I mean, there's all this talk about her being a legend. She, she's been exactly. direct for how many years? Like, so I'm expecting, I'm like, oh, don't let us down. Don't let us down now because Tea. you got to bring it, back it up. But um, that wraps up this episode. Um, Like she said, watch the Untuck if you're not watching it because you're only getting half the story. But um, you're only getting half moving the story. on, <laughs> let's transition over to Housewives. Give us, to my give, snow us bunnies. give us your snow bunny <laughs> tea because we love them. We love them so much. Oh, our snow bunnies. They are almost on their last leg. They're almost going to be done, but you know, we're going to appreciate them while we can. So we start off the episode with the ladies doing their little fucking various activities. Meredith's hiking, Whitney and Heather are horseback riding and really quick, why did I feel like when Whitney was like, oh, are you riding something other than horses? And then Whitney was like, oh, no, um, Whitney said, are you riding something other than horses? And Heather was like, no, haha, I have, an in- I have a-, a lesson next week. And I was like, is she riding the instructor? Like, yeah, what's okay, happening? I thought the same thing because then the instructor <laughs> made like, I don't know if he said something or he winked or he kind of made a cry. Right? I was like, what? I was like, um, why the fuck do I not have my captions on or something? Like, I need captions because I need to know, did he say something? And I was like, this bitch is writing him too. And then Lisa's fucking um, having some family time. She's like, I can microwave you a hot dog. Or no, she said, do you want me to make you something? And he was like, I don't really want a microwave hot dog right now. And I was like, Ugh. I was like, drag her, drag her. I was like, Brooks, this is what you're trying to do. And um, um, little John Barlow over here is making it happen. I don't, dead. I don't he's, know if that's even his name. He's like, I'll stick to the fucking uh, cereal. <laughs> to the cereal. So then we land on Jen and her second assistant, um, Crystal. And Jen is chilling in bed. She's planning a birthday party for my lover, Sharif. Um, or sorry, my father-in-law, Sharif, because she read that if she wants love, she's got to give love. And I was like, bitch, you're so self-serving. I mean, I love it, but I hate it. Anyway, she wants it to be Shaw.com. She wants it to be Shaw Maisie. She wants it to be Sean Tabulous. Clown. Shaw Clown. <laughs> and um, the birthday theme is golf and hip hop theme. And I was like, really don't understand what aesthetic you're trying to go for right now i don't it's golf and hip-hop i don't understand how that goes together tacky is what it is it's she's tacky (laughs) so she calls whitney to tell her about the plans and she's uh whitney asks if she's gonna invite mary and jen's like no because i'm not fake and i don't need filler people there and whitney i felt like whitney was kind of like pushing for mary to be invited but jen was like no absolutely not i was like did you i mean did you think Mary, no, would have she been was not. Jen was not having it. She, you, like you said, Whitney was kind of pushing for it, but it was. I was like, "You're wasting your breath. Just move on. It's not happening, girl." So then, ironically, we move on to Mary. She's talking to Robert Senior. Um, she's FaceTiming him because he's in Florida checking on their property there. And um, like she's mentioned before, her late grandmother has left her her entire empire, including 
her grandpa oh, so that entire empire includes the church the money the properties and she mentioned they had a property in florida in fucking um where like california or something in uh fucking new york i don't know and she says that they basically lay empty when they're not there they don't rent them out and i was just like um her genuine i don't know about you her genuine ignorance to what she says is what makes her so funny to me but in that moment i was like girl read the room like lmao like nobody wants to hear how your properties lay empty when they probably can't put food on the table right now bitch. yeah like, and I, I like like you said it's kind of like it's laughable but it's like you're such a dumb bitch ha 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 but also yes. it's like when i was like watching her say all these things i was like wait they're showing the houses there she's talking about how no one's in them exactly maybe maybe because like what i'm i don't say where i'm from or what i'm what i know is are people gonna be robbing your houses like where are these locations that you're saying no one's there i was like i think it's funny girl you're so blissfully ignorant when you're flaunting all this but girl the irs the irs is watching okay erica jane can let you know the irs is watching (laughs) so anyways she tells robert that she misses him and she's fending for herself currently she's feeding herself and then the camera pans to Charlinda fucking doing her job. Like, girl, oh, what? God. Your housekeeper's there. Again, blissfully ignorant. It's laughable. It's just, but at the same time, it's like, read the fucking room, Mary. So then she tells Robert that she's not invited to Jen's party. And he's kind of like, girl, she's jealous, blah, blah, blah. And she kind of starts crying. She's, not kind of. She's fucking crying. And Robert's bad. like, no, I did. He was like, why are you crying? Like, girl, don't cry. And she was like, because... And she explains because she feels like the ladies are saying that they're her friend, but it's basically like they took Jen's side because they didn't stand up for her. And she's like, and they're afraid of her, which we'll see later. Um, But really quickly, we see um, before I move on to Mary's conversation with Whitney, we move on to Heather really quick. And we see that she's celebrating Valentine's Day. I need to bring up this awkward scene. I'm very sorry, but she's celebrating Valentine's Day with her daughters and her ex-husband comes because I guess it's a tradition and he was bringing teddy bears. He's bringing flowers. He's bringing balloons or something. And, um, you know, she's talking about how something she's already said before she married him because he's Mormon royalty. But I was very surprised when she said, we basically separated because I said no to changing our daughter's christening time or something because his sister wouldn't have been able to attend. And he said, okay, perfect. So um, you don't change the time and I'll just move out. And what did you think about that? I, I was, was like, like, what the fuck? Was this a, I was like, are you guys 12? And like, are in a little I was like, Ew. relationship? How does that work? Where Like, did you guys ever love each other? You, it's, I mean, the way she presented exactly. it, it was like, well, yeah, we just, it was a decision and we did it. It is what it is. I was like, uh, okay. It was that was a great very marriage. Much- a relationship that was perfect on paper, like quote unquote perfect on paper. But I was like, girl, what? Anyways, then the awkwardness comes because she gave her daughter's earrings or something. And the one of her daughters was like, I'm going to get a second piercing. And she was like, oh, how do you feel about that? She's asking her ex-husband. And he's like, oh, like, I'm okay with it. But it's tattoos where like I draw the line. And she's like, oh, well, that's like, she already has one. And it was like, he chuckled, but he chuckled awkwardly. He was it's, like ready to fucking swing at somebody. He's he like, was about to beat a bitch up. Like what? <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I very much, I wasn't feeling bad, but I was very much like, we really did not need to see this like, it's obvious that he doesn't really care about being on camera, but it's obvious that he was very much like out of place. Like 
does he have a relationship with his daughters? Like, here's a, the thing. It's funny you bring that up because yeah. maybe I'm like on my own with this, but I I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a guy, but I was like, this is yeah. weird. Why is he there on Valentine's Day? Like, can he exactly. not see his daughters on other days? I get it. It's, a, it's a, is it a holiday? Like, do you? It's a national holiday. I was like, I've never. And my sister's like, no, it's cute that he wants to be there with his daughters. I was like, no. I mean, it's cute, yeah. But I was like, oh, maybe, maybe they could have done it like separately. Like, it seemed very much like Heather. He didn't bring anything for them, like except balloons and teddy bears, and you bought them whole ass like diamond earrings, like. <laughs> and on top of that, your daughters got you a gift, but they didn't get him a gift. It was very much like, what? like what's, what's happening? happening? Exactly. So, moving on, we move on. We come back to Mary, who's who invited Whitney over, and um. Again, another fucking like Mary is just so blissfully unaware. She has Whitney put on booties over oh. her her shoes because she doesn't want her to. She doesn't know where she's been stepping, you know. And I'm like, girl, again, like just your your. I need your thought process. I need to like a look inside your brain because I need to know how you process what you're going to say and then you actually fucking say it. Like I love it, but I need to know how. I need to know how it happens. <laughs> yeah she's very much like it doesn't take a genius to see the kind of person she is which was made for tv because we find entertainment but entertaining but it's she's like you said she's kind of arrogant it's all about her she's not really i don't think she's ever thinking what she's like before she doesn't think what she's gonna say before she says it or thinking about other people it's always about her exactly so then we move on she takes her in another fucking instance she takes you to her closet slash bedroom where it was just very excessive. And I was like, again, Mary, the IRS is watching. Okay, girl. Very excessive. Very, like, it's very hoarder-like. Whitney threw a little shade. She's kind of a hoarder. And I was like, Whitney! Whitney, no! And um, Mary, she kind of, she does not, like, play around. She's like, so, um, Whitney, why did you never stand up for me against Jen, you know? Like, she does not play around. She does not puts be her in an awkward position, but I'm kind of glad she called her team. out. I know, I liked it. I was like, okay, we need more of this. And she's kind of like, why didn't you stand up for me? Why didn't the other ladies stand up for me? And Whitney apologizes, you know, for letting her down, for not being a good friend. And she's, um, she kind of throws it on the other ladies. And she's like, do you think the reason they didn't stand up for you is because they're afraid of Jen? And then Mary's like, no, absolutely. Yes, they both called me on separate occasions and said that, they, that, she, that they're scared of Jen. They're scared of her. And, you know, um, I was like, what did you think of that? Because I was going to say, before we continue on, as, we, as we're speaking, as we know currently, they filmed the reunion. So I'm pretty sure people got dragged verbally, maybe, you know, T. physically. I don't know. But um. I'm not sure if I believe Mary like I feel like it's going to be like a, a miscommunication because I don't think Meredith maybe Lisa because she's iffy but I don't think it came out of her mouth I don't think Meredith said I am afraid of Jen I don't think so maybe I, that's just a stand in me I could be wrong I think Mary yeah again it was a miscommunication I feel like that's what Mary wanted to hear but I'm pretty sure it was like Whitney like like they were just apologizing like oh we're sorry we didn't stand up for you you know like but um this is who Jen is and this is like there's really like no way to like go around it you know exactly. and she probably took it like they're scared of her they're scared of her, you know and <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like you may I want to root for you but it's you're making mm, it hard like you need to stop stop reaching exactly stop reaching don't bring Meredith into this <laughs> exactly. so then um, we move on to Meredith and 
you know, she's with Seth and Brooks and they're deciding on dinner and cringe, right? It's like, what is it you want to eat? Or no, she says, what is it you want? Imagine she said, what is it you want to eat? You bitch, open those legs. You, I was like, Brooks, I'm not a stan, but Brooks, yes, very much so. Tell him to shut the fuck up. And um, the way this family speaks, I don't know about you, just, I feel like they're on like the good type of drugs. Like, do you get me? Oh, no. They're definitely like, more, they're friends. Like, all of them are friends. It's like they're yes. roommates. Like, these are not, this is not a typical parent-child relationship here. They're so chaotic, but at the same time, so mellow. Like, like I'm just like, you guys are just, these are everything I've ever wanted. And I never even realized it. We love the the Marx family. We stand the Marx family, specifically Meredith. But anyways, she liked my comment on her Instagram. I was like, am I Louise right now? Am I Louise right now? We love you, Meredith. Get on the podcast. Of- can we have you on for like five, 10 minutes? What's your rate? How much do we got to pay? Anyways, moving on. Um, can you do a pro bono? <laughs> so um, Meredith says that her and Seth have always, you know, pioneered in their marriage for their children. But now they kind of have to, you know, work on themselves because their children are no longer home. And I was like, okay, bitch. And then another cringe moment they sit down for dinner and brooks makes a comment about being in the bedroom below them and Seth's like we're observing mormon laws he's like if you like, guys are gonna have sex don't because i'm in this sta- I'm, I'm like in the bedroom below and I, and I was like, comment you when the trailer first came out something tells me he's more sexually active than they are let's be honest than they are exactly you they should probably be worried about being in the bedroom above you how about that <laughs> So then we move on to Whitney, who goes to her friend Sarah's house. Quick oh, little We don't disclaimer. stand Sarah. We don't like her. Luis and I listened to our other episode. Luis and I go into our entire fucking opinion on what we think of the actions that happened on Wednesday, January 6, 2021. And number one, if you guys have been listening to us from the beginning, if you guys know us in fucking real life, you know we fucking hate racists, we hate bigots, and we hate fucking terrorists. So that's that on that. Anyways, this was the worst timing yes. for this scene to fucking air because Sarah, who we all know, if you watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, who we all know as a drunk girl from the first episode who gave her very sloppy rendition of Happy Birthday, was part of the quote-unquote patriots who stormed Capitol Hill. And stupid fucking bitch. (laughs) And Whitney and Jen have kind of both come out with statements. Well, Whitney came out with a statement that she doesn't support what happened at the Capitol. She doesn't really say if she still has a relationship with Sarah, but she's basically saying... I don't support what happened there. And Jen kind of came out in support of that. Like, oh no, like I know Whitney, she's not a racist. She would never support that. And she would never be friends with people who support that or something. She's like, she's so, probably like after the reunion, she's like, she might be a bitch, but she's not, but she's not a racist. <laughs> so um, this woman, this hooligan, this hoodlum this thing. is likely not to air on this show again. And nor will she be invited back. I believe, I hope. I mean, we would hope, but, this, but Andy always pulls some stunts, so exactly. we might see her next season. But this just goes to show y'all that racists and domestic terrorists are not just rednecks from the South that are uneducated. No, 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 honey. <laughs> racists are also from Undying. wealthy societies. Oh, no. Like this dumb bitch right here from Park City, Utah, okay? So we need to stop thinking that racism is a quality for the dumb and stupid when literal <laughs> politicians and rich-ass motherfuckers are also supporting this 
fucking act of terror that happened on January 6th. So anyway, back to this bitch. So Sarah and Whitney have been friends since high school. Sarah shares a relationship with all the women. Not anymore, anyways, but... (laughs) The only significant part in this scene, really, is that Whitney shares what Mary said about the other ladies being afraid of Jen. And Sarah just basically tells her, wrong move, honestly, but she's like, no, 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 share with her at her party everything that you guys think about her. Because her husband's there. Her husband's there. She'll be fine. And I'm like, you guys are fucking stupid. I mean, if Whitney Whitney didn't see her at uh, Mary, and I'm using air quotes, if she didn't see this girl Sarah at Meredith's party, then... I mean, she was drunk up for us. This is the last person you see listening to a mess. Exactly. So, I mean, I was like, Whitney, I know you want to share because you don't want people talking shit behind others' backs anymore. But it's like, pick a time and place, honey. I mean, I applaud her, her, um, her choice to share there anywhere, (sighs) anyway. But either way, I was like, girl, I would not. But you do you. I have to do it for the TV. I'm good. I'm good. So before Jen's party, we see Lisa and her family really quick spend a day at the aquarium. I was very much like, girl, you're saying you're spending time with your family. But then she goes on to be like, we're going to talk about your guys' business, your men's grooming life. I know. I was like, girl, you guys just spent a day feeding the penguins. Let your kids be kids. I don't know. What did you think? I was like, like, they're very much friend of. I was like, exactly. (laughs) Lisa, bring something. Give us something, girl. Um. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I mean, it's pretty cool if I had, you know, my parents were like, this is your business we're giving. Because let's be honest, they're basically given a business and she's asking about the products. And then the kid's like, well, we're going to have like shampoo, conditioner. (laughs) And I'm sorry, I can't do the, I can't speak the way little kids is, but I feel like I'm like dying. The way the little kid talks, it's like, I mean, you know how kids sound, but he's like shampoo, conditioner. Like he doesn't have conditioner. Conditioner. Yeah, exactly. And then point all that to say that she interjected. And, no, she's like, yeah. Do you think we should have this? Do you think like planting things in the little kids? It's like, no, it's his business. Come on. I know he's a child, but let him say his opinion. <laughs> I mean, take it this way. The brand is called Fresh Wolf and the little boy pronounces it Flesh Wolf. Um, I Flesh mean, Wolf. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> so then we move on to Jen, who's getting ready for the party. She's She's asking her stylist for Beyonce energy. I was like, honey that they can't perform miracles oh exactly. <laughs> no and the rest of the ladies are also prepping the outfits none of them i don't know about you none of them really scream hip-hop i mean they're me. white let's be honest they're white jen gives us janet jackson from the 80s vibe sharif is wearing a tracksuit he's the only one who's giving us actual hip-hop vibes because 90s hip-hop was very much tracksuits you know and as they're driving he's asking um He's asking where they're going. And Jen's like, Popeyes. And Sharif was more low-key more excited for Popeyes than he was when he found out that they were going to go, like, golfing. I'm sorry, but call me a <laughs> hater. I, I'm i just going to call it out. I'm going to call the bullshit. I, for sure, think he knew where they were going. This is all an act. Like, Tea, I don't okay. buy anything that comes out of Jen's mouth. Like, to me, she's just Ooh. phony. So he knew you where like they the were whole going. Family? Don't talk about my father-in-law like that. No, okay, it's fake. Seriously. Moving on. Anyways, everyone, honestly, again, everybody, I was like, none of y'all, this is not hip hop. Y'all are dressed like, y'all are giving me more 90s hip hop than anything, but I was like, whatever. If that. If that. The party begins and there's a quick little fucking dance battle between Sharif and Jen and very cute, very wholesome. And then Whitney, like Lisa says, 
has to come in with that choreographed dance routine. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, don't be a hater. Where's your choreography, sweetie? <laughs> Where's your twerk, bitch? Exactly. So then we see, um, we see that Lisa also says Whitney likes any type of attention, negative or positive. And I was like, oh, so we're bringing up the beef that we had 500 episodes ago. Finally, <laughs> and here's my thing. I've been and maybe it's because you know, I, I, like I said, over the past couple of episodes, I've been falling in love with. Uh, Whitney, Whitney what is this Whitney hate coming from like Jenny exactly Lisa needs to like y'all need to back up mind your business I was like Lisa you've been giving if anything friend of energy so <laughs> you should worry about your job your paycheck so while Whitney's twerking and falling over here her husband's golfing outside and I was like thank you for that just juxtaposition because he was he was like oh my wife's twerking i didn't even know i thought she was on the pole uh, he's, not, he's you know a little bit older let's be honest he's not dancing he's he's already asleep to be honest um so after the dance battle meredith and lisa tweedledee tweedledum they're outside playing golf too <laughs> and whitney's like freaking out she's building up liquid courage this bitch is taking shot after shot and she's building up liquid courage because she has to talk to jen and whitney tells heather um and heather had already known about everything that mary had said because whitney had shared it with her and heather kind of invites herself to tell jen and i was like girl why do you seem so happy to tell jen that people are afraid of her like what what's happening like if anything you should be like concerned because your friend's about to flip her shit like you know how she is i don't know the more i'm watching these episodes the more i'm starting to i mean you already know i can't stand jen the more i'm starting to dislike Heather as Heather well. It's like tea. you and Jen are one and the same. Go on with your little friend. It's funny because out of Lisa and Meredith, I like Meredith. Out of Whitney and Heather, the two blondes, I like Whitney. So there, there we go. The there counterparts. Go. We <laughs> always like someone more in the duo. So, so then, oh God, Whitney pulls Jen aside, and Whitney's like giving Cynthia energy. She was like, someone scared me. She's like fumbling the bag. She's like. She's like a deer in headlights. She called herself a deer in headlights. And she's drunk as hell, number one, too. So she was like, she's like, um, Jen, people, people, people like, are scared. Was, I was like, maybe Girl. that's why Heather inserted herself to like help the backup, maybe. But it was like, what is going on? Jen, Get to the point. Jen was already freaking out. And she um she was like, tell me what the fuck is going on. And Heather's like, Heather's like, um, Meredith and Lisa are scared of you. And I was like, <laughs> I'm watching like my middle school fights, like right here, like with my friends. Yeah, like, it gave me very so much. So sad. It gave me Teddy energy from last season, being like, "We're Dree," and they're just like, <laughs> yes. "Tell her already." She's like, "She said you two yes. have sex. Like, spit it out. You guys are wasting time. You're not five exactly. years old." Exactly. And I was like, "I was like, you guys are very much like you do too much. I love it, but I'm also just enough." So they um they tell Jen um about everything about how they're scared of them and. The girls, the ladies, Meredith and Lisa, hear Jen, like, fucking shouting. Because this bitch is shouting. And if you watched these episodes before, we know Jen goes from zero to 100. She's like, what the fuck? What Jeez. the fuck? Are they calling me? They're saying they're scared of me. And I was just like, very much so. I was like, this is not Jen anymore. This is... Um, I'm like, I'm evil. afraid of you. And like, I'm watching you on the screen. Like, you're doing five much. That's how much you're doing. Exactly. So then Jen takes Lisa aside at this point, and Lisa's like, no, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Meanwhile, Whitney takes it upon herself, now that she has so much liquid courage built up inside of her, to be like, Meredith, because I already shattered you about Jen, like, about you being scared of Jen. 
Meredith. She said you're dating someone that your your marriage there's a bigger story, Jen or uh, Meredith. I was like, girl, you're drunk. I'm sorry, but this is a moment where I was like, before her talking shit, or before you know she got into the Meredith, I was like, yeah, whatever, talk your shit, whatever, Whitney. But when she got into Meredith and she told her about Jen, I was like, yes, Whitney, yes, bring us a drama. Because you saw a click in Meredith's head, like, oop, everything I had thought about Jen, I was right because she's a shady ass bitch. Exactly, and I was like, right there, Whitney, right there, you just secured your seat for season two thank you god see you see you then so then um she mary pulls her i'm done engaging on this conversation and i was like yes bitch yes stop engaging with that stop engaging with that so that you can go then rip jen a new one at the reunion thank you and she basically shuts it down and she's like people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones and i was like like, and that's the thesis and that's that's why you're the fan favorite come on now exactly and Whitney says she wants to talk to Jen because Jen came back with Lisa and Whitney's like Jen we need to talk and maybe after you and Meredith can have a conversation and Jen's confused but Meredith's like I'm not going to be here that much longer and again Jen starts fucking freaking out and she's like who said something I never said anything you know why she was freaking out because she knows it's true she said it she said it got caught red-handed and she's panicking and in all this, she throws a fucking cup and her own son, my lover, was like, was like, what the fuck? And she's cursing Mary's name. She's like, Mary! And I was like, Mary's not even there, girl. Like, Mary's living rent-free in your head. She is what obsessed she's doing. with Mary. And um, the party is clearly over at this point. The women are all fighting. Sharif, the birthday boy, who this party is about, is over it. And it's obvious that he's kind of like over her. Like, I mean, it was all very chaotic. I fucking loved it. But he was very much like at the end, like um, you get a soundbite of him telling Sharif Jr., my lover, he was like, um, your mom was over there fucking drinking and shit or something like that. Something along those lines. And then Whitney's crying. I was like, yes, girl, that's me drunk as hell crying. But I don't know, very much. It's very clear. There's now a divide, a division between the blondes and the brunettes. Jen, um, not Jen, Whitney Meredith, Whitney Heather, Lisa Meredith. And uh, next week, we see that Jen is upset at Whitney and Heather, choosing to share all that information at her party, something along the lines of, you're ruining my marriage. Honey, your marriage was probably already ruined before. <laughs> However, like no, Meredith said. Like, she's a, cl- oh, and then she's, we saw it. And uh, this is, this year and last year, you know, breaking of the fourth wall, show what? This is a real reality TV. Exactly. Why? She's just splashing the cameraman. Like, you don't and do that. And they're like, that. why are you, why are you splashing? She's like, well, because you're fucking saving me in the fucking hot tub. And I'm like, I'm like, honestly, I need this brought up because you remember how in Potomac, Karen was like, there's something medically wrong with Monique. I'm not saying something is medically wrong with Jen. What I'm saying is Jen has brought up time and time again that she has anger issues, but it's like, you're really projecting onto the wrong people like it seems like at this point your job is not your therapist you should go get an actual therapist exactly and like, that's the thesis we're, I'm, I'm like i am not a psych major but ma'am there's something that you need to look into exactly. because it's not okay you're constantly screaming constantly you're it's like exactly you keep teeter-tottering um getting physical i don't know if i'm reaching exactly here. you're always screaming always wanting to get loud and there's just too much for me it's like okay settle down now 
And it's very much a normal thing, it seems like, because her younger son, Omar, got in the car, he went home with her. And not to be like, not to get dark or anything, but he was very much like, like, mom, like, it's okay. Like, it's like he already knew how to like, (laughs) soothe her calmer. And it's like, he shouldn't have to see you in this state. He shouldn't have to know your coping, like, well, yes, he should know how, what your coping mechanisms are, but he shouldn't have to be in charge of controlling you. Like, that's not okay to put your son in a yeah, position like that. So but, I'm like, girl, it got very dark, very quick, but I'm excited for next week. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to our crown jewel, Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. 10, 10, 20, bitch. What are we? <laughs> 10, 10, 20 is slowly coming to us on the screen, which spoiler alert her fucking wedding didn't get filmed because bravo's like fuck you cynthia but anyways moving on we can't promote that (laughs) exactly so the episode starts off with candy burris you know and her family so she's basically in the bathroom with her mom and her daughter and her son and she's teaching riley how to clean the bathroom which i'm sorry i'm not really a riley fan and this situation right here isn't helping she is 18 and she doesn't know how to clean her bathroom where do you live? I know yes. you you have money or your mom has money, but exactly. my God, you don't know how to clean your bathroom. And on top of that, we have Ace, the little child, the little boy being like, here, Riley, I'll help you. And I just, I was like, this is too much. It's too much. I don't know. Am I freaking out? Am I overreacting? No, I was very much a girl. But then again, I can't say anything because um, I burn water. So... Well, there's oh, that. No. Um, moving on, we see Kenya, <laughs> Cynthia, and Latoya hanging out, and they're like lingerie shopping. Oh, and I don't know where Latoya just shows the naked picture of Kenya, which my sister was like, "Is that really her? That does not look like her body." And I was like, "Yeah, is she sucking it in?" Because she just talked about how she gained all this weight. Exactly. Um, and I was like, "Was that you say you have rolls? Exactly. I was like, "You say you have rolls? Where are the rolls, bitch? Where? Wait. I was like, there's something not adding up. Is that um, what's her husband's name?" my uh, whatever <laughs> whatever it, that's her husband's side piece maybe oh. she just had a nude picture of her Oop. oh no Oop. <laughs> <laughs> we love that um fuck her in her marriage um so after that after you know the nude picture can you start talking about porsche surprise party and she's basically like i got my i have feelings hurt and i was just in my feelings and it's fucking annoying like yeah. you can't be petty like that and Cynthia is like well you know what houses you know it was at her house and houses are just off limits they're deal breakers you can't be acting a fool in someone's house and she's like no no no, Cynthia don't give me a lot don't give me a lot um when it comes to events that we're all super positive like when it comes to certain events that we care for we're always positive when it comes down to it and it's like no bitch you're shady as hell you brought a drumline to Marlo's wig event shut the (laughs) fuck up don't give me that bullshit and they call candy and they talk about the all white event and they talk about how Biden will be there. And just everyone's super excited, <laughs> specifically Cynthia. How did you, were you laughing at Cynthia, the way she was acting? How did you feel watching? Yes. Yeah, she's like, Biden, Biden's going to be there. And I was like, girl, shut the fuck Don't bring your hopes up because then you're going to be very disappointed. And spoiler alert, she was. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, we see them try out a bunch of shit, which before we move on, I don't wear lingerie. I don't wear women's lingerie. I don't like this is not my this is not you my don't. See, but I don't unless I'm getting paid for it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what was I'm like? Are you allowed to try thongs on or swimsuits? Like, what's the situation on that? I have. I mean, I've never been lingerie shopping, but um, I've been underwear shopping. I don't try on my underwear at the store. First of all, you're not allowed to. Second of all, COVID. 
yeah, is, I, is that another thing? I hope they bought that because it was all up in their ass cheeks. I'm exactly. Not that's, lie. That was my point. Like, like what? I don't know. We love that for them. Um, <laughs> after that, we see Portia. She's hanging out with her mom, Miss Diane, and she's hanging out with Lauren. They kind of bring up the situation again with Kenya and Lauren's like, I feel bad that I rescinded my invitation and I don't know. I feel bad. And Portia's like, well, she gave me a great gift, but um, don't feel bad. You don't know what's up. Like, no one ever really knows what our relationship is. So mm-hmm. don't don't waste your time. Don't waste your breath talking about it. And then it's funny because producers ask her in her confessional, they're like, well, did you feel bad for Kenya? And she's like, why would I feel bad for her? Like, Portia does not give two shits. Like, and rightfully <laughs> so. Like, why would she feel bad? Exactly. Like, I don't get it. Like, what was the point of well, that question? First of all, she didn't even know she was going to have a party. So really to her it's not her guest list it's her sister's guest list exactly and lauren was just trying to be a good sister i'm sorry i'm not going to invite um someone that does not have a history of a good relationship with my sister to a party celebrating her like make it make sense and kenya tries to (laughs) kenya tries to later be like but i invited you to the engagement she tries so hard it's like bitch you're throwing that for somebody else like where is like it was a prize get over it um (sighs) they kind of sit down in the living room and they're eating the little salad, which I was like, I don't know if it's just me, but people, some people know how to eat and make it look appetizing. Cause she was eating her salad. And I was like, Oh my God, I kind of want a salad now. It's scrumptious. Um, I'm not vegan, but (laughs) they talk about their past relationship with their father. And it was interesting to see their different perspectives of it because as we know, Lauren and Portia are half sisters. They have the same father, but different mothers. And this was another, um, like touchy feely warm like Mm -hmm. moment I I felt bad like I I got sad because Portia's like well I only got to see my dad on the weekends and he was there with you like basically 24 7 when he wasn't working and do you think like I think it's super cool like and I'm happy that Portia and Lauren have such a great relationship like you could tell that their love for each other is super real and they really care for one another um how did you think like what did you think seeing them and their perspective of their their dad. I felt sad for Portia because I obviously she was like making a joke. She's like, I don't think I have daddy issues. I feel like my dad was a really good dad, but I was like, oh, I feel like only seeing him on the weekends impacted not, you a lot more that's, yeah, that's than you enough. think it impacted you. And I was like, but they're good, they're a great relationship, Lauren and Portia's. And then Lauren's also with uh Miss Diane. It's exactly. like that just shows you how good of a man her father probably was too because it's like there's a lot of hello um there's a lot of um co-parenting relationships that don't go well or like blended family relationships that don't go well so I was like I love this I mean like Portia said you're not gonna say any half shit up in here I'm gonna be (laughs) so um Portia come beat the shit up Louise thank you uh no I'm a huge fan and it's funny because um, I think it further more proves that they had a wonderful dad. And exactly. because then Miss Diane starts talking about how uh, Lisa, I believe is her name, which is Lauren's mom, kind of yeah. befriended her and they had some type of relationship. To me, I don't know how it'd feel if, you know, my wife, you know, and all of that. Like, I don't know. I'd be like, bitch, no, no, I don't want to kind of a relationship. But I don't know. I, I thought that was super kind of really? cool, interesting. You if, didn't want your baby you like your baby's mother you're the mother of your children and you separate from her and then you get with another lady and 
you wouldn't want them to be friends or you wouldn't want them see i yeah, saw it, i see no i saw it the friendly, other way. i friendly. saw it as i saw it as if she leaves me for another man why would i want to be oh. cool with that you guy? want to be cool with him i don't know we'll well i'm not trying to get to that point sake? but oh We'll see, see if like, it ever comes out. One marriage is enough for me, honey. <laughs> uh, movie God from that mess. Um, <laughs> and the whole point or the whole reason for her bringing up her childhood and her father is because she's writing a book, which trust me, I will be the first to buy. Um, see on the lookout for her Porsche's book. Um, after that, we see everyone prepping for the white event. Kenya is doing some finishing touches. And this is an annoying moment. A moment. Am I like, Again, I'm the only person to watch these shows and pay attention to the stupid details. But when she says, when the when the helper says, is there anything I can get you? Do you need to? And she's like, can I get a drink? Yeah, give me a drink. I was like, um, I don't think that's in her job description. Why are you like, what am I, I reaching? Ugh. I was like, girl, shut up. And then um, I don't know. I'm telling you, what is the COVID guidelines? They can't film Cynthia's wedding, but the, you're letting them do shields with no mask. Like, wait. I'm very confused. And it's funny because somebody recently, I don't know who it was, but, oh, Dave Vaughn from Big Brother, she tweeted something today okay, being okay. like, um, you know you need to wear a mask under those shields because Tea. what's the point? And it's like, this is why we stand. Like, do better, people. Do better. Tanya shows up, and I'm sorry. I was like, this is going to be awkward. Like, they hate each other from last season. Um, they don't have, they're they're not friends. Let's just say that. Candy and Todd show up, and then five minutes later, Cynthia and Mike show up. And I'm sorry, I wrote either they're dumb or this is a shitty event because they were not exactly like, what happened. Can you break it down? What's up? I'm sorry. Number one, they're probably like Biden. They're probably looking for Biden. But number two, it was no one was there. Like so, but even though as they fucking walked in, they walked in, and the ice sculpture with chill is right there and next to that i think was like a picture of them it's like how did you not notice like was the i mean maybe the camera's not showing us the whole vibe but it, to me it kind of seemed very much like wah wah like no uh, yeah i don't was, it, the the light bulb did not go off for them and i thought it would go off for mike maybe but it did not and i, I thought for a second Biden. he was i thought he was in on it like he knew Tea, me too because we didn't mention it but Portia called Cynthia and he was kind of in the background and I I felt like he kind of knew what was up I don't know this just it was weird or like I was very much like okay they were serious about the Biden thing because I thought they were all joking like but Cynthia was genuinely like where's Biden and I was like she was waiting she wanted her in. picture like she mentioned in the car on the way there she's like I'm gonna get a picture it's gonna be so cute but I was like he's not coming bitch and yeah no you're gonna be disappointed um after that, they kind of just talk. They're hanging out. And Cynthia, Cynthia, SMH, SMH. Oh. She asked Kenya if she would like to be a bridesmaid. And Kenya is just super ecstatic. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. I love you. No thoughts oh, on God. that. Marlo shows up late. Candy starts, you know, singing. She's just making up random words. She's ad-libbing, whatever you want to call it. And... <laughs> I just wanted to mention it because I'm like, do you people not like have rights to non-copyright? Is, is there non-copyright music? You can play like elevator music. Why is, why are you singing candy? Like I, I knew she was trying to be cute and like, I'm singing for just your guys' love, but it wasn't a thing. I it wasn't a moment. It was very, it was very much like chill. chill. I wanted chill. It was too And I was like, I was like, okay, enough with their fucking couple name. Cause I'm over it. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
Cynthia then asks Candy if she, you know, she would, she says, I would be honored if you would be a part of my wedding and be a, be a bridesmaid. And she's genuinely shocked. I'm sorry, but when she reacted the way she did, I was like, so you guys are TV friends or are you real friends? Because she looked like she was not like expecting it at all. Yes. It's funny because Kenya was more like, like, okay, good. I, I knew I was going to be your bridesmaid. And Candy was like, oh, Oh, you like me like that? <laughs> exactly. I mean, she I, was like, I, I oh, was very really? Me? Really? Mm. Like that me? kind of vibe. Cynthia, again, another one, I was like, spit it out. Like, we already know we can ask them. She's spit not. It out. She also gives friend of energy. Ma'am, get it together. <laughs> so Portia shows up like an hour late and... I, of course, wrote it down. We Mike stand. was like, oh, hey, look at Portia. Like, he was super happy, you know, to see her. He was over Kenya's little speech that was going on. And, of course, Kenya is bothered. She is, you know, side-eyeing, rolling her eyes. She just, she's such a fan of Portia. She, like, is bothered by everything. I don't get it. She's intimidated. <laughs> I mean, I would have been, I mean, been upset, too, if I'm, like, giving a fucking speech and someone comes in and they're like, hi, hi. Hi, hi. Oh, you like my wig? Oh, thank you. Hi. <laughs> and let's be honest, it was not a big event. It was not a big event. It was like maybe less than 15 people talked. Exactly. So it's like you can hear her hopping and puffing. Okay. <laughs> and um, I was laughing because Mike was like, Portia, Portia. And I'm like, your wife's best friend or whatever bestie is giving a speech and you could not. You don't yeah, care. He like, clearly Portia, has his favorite. How you doing, Portia? Ding of two shits about Kenya and her little speech. But um, Kenya then Kenya's starts singing <laughs> and she's not even, we can't even call it singing. She's just making sounds and Candy kind of takes over Cindy because she sucks. Care. And this, I'm sorry, but this has got to be my favorite part of the episode where Portia joins Candy and they make a duet and they're just kind of ad-libbing, singing and Portia just, the beauty, the humor, the comedy. I love her. Like, what is there not to like about her? Like, Oh I don't know, maybe I'm just, just stand, but it was funny to me the way she was singing, like Netflix and chill and those riffs. And she's like, chill. chill. And then everybody was like, woo. Meanwhile, when Kenya was singing, everybody was like, woo. They're like, bitch, move. <laughs> <laughs> um, after that, we see Latoya. And of course, she's an hour and a half late. And what is she greeted with? She's, oh my God, wow, you're here. And I wanted to be like, bitch, Kenya, keep that same energy. Like, you obviously don't like Portia. You're such a hater. Portia then asks, so who are the bridesmaids? And again, Cynthia doesn't know how to spit it out. She's kind of just tiptoeing. Mike is giving her water, a bunch of nonsense. And I, I wrote down, Portia and her have known each other for about eight years now, being on the show together. Exactly. Are they not? Like, Cynthia doesn't check for her. Like, she really doesn't care for Portia. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I'm telling you, I don't really think that they would have a relationship out of the show. Like, and it's obvious. Like, I don't think Candy does either with any of them, if I'm honest with you. Probably. I don't know. Latoya, for some reason, again, randomly brings out Kenya's nude in front of the husbands, might I add. She's so weird. Of course, Marlo has to come in and save the day. And she's like, oh, so are you going to get your butt done as well? And Kenya's triggered because, you know, obviously she's saying that Kenya got her ass done. And Kenya's so <laughs> she right did. away, she's like, she just wants to eat my ass. And it's like, Kenya, what are you like? They were both just being bitches. With the me. correlation. Exactly. Her butt's done. You can tell. It's the That's ass the thing. to leg he ratio signed, I was like, proportion. Um, 
if you look at, I'm, I don't know if it's, I failed math a hundred times, a parabola, you know, the sideways, like half of a, <laughs> an a, ellipse, ellipse, or a ellipse, what the fuck ellipse, it's called? Yeah. That's what it's very, it's very much that it's like straight, womp, straight. Yes. It's, it's wonky. It's very much, yeah, it's very much um, the legs to ass ratio, proportion, whatever, does it's not just, match. Does not match. I'm like, er, fake, phony. Kenya then, because they're just about sex and they're not kind of horny, I think. And Kenya brings up three of these ladies could get it. And obviously it's Candy, Latoya, and Cynthia. And the comment that she made, at first of all, I was dying at Candy being like, so y'all are going to bump coochies now? And I was like, <laughs> stop. Ooh. And then Kenya's like, oh, Cynthia's definitely the last girl. I mean, her mouth alone can get it. And I was like, you, like, you really are stuck in quarantine now because you're like borderline coming yeah. on to her. I don't know. Her and Latoya very much. Sometimes I wonder, does Kenya just like Latoya? Because it's funny. Because Kenya usually doesn't like people who are just like her, like I'm not like like, like shady obnoxious. Just say it. Yeah, obnoxious. <laughs> so I, I'm like, do you just like Latoya because you know these other bitches don't like you? Like, Probably. really, if you didn't have Candy and Cynthia, Candy at the most just likes you because of the show. <laughs> so, oh, I mean. God. So my funny random moment of this episode has got to be when they're getting their little food, their plates, and Todd goes, what the hell is this? And like the chef servers <laughs> behind him and they're like trying to explain to him. And I was like, Todd, bro, that's like kind of rude. You're like, first of all, it's not your event. So be thankful you're getting fed. But I digress. Then Kenya starts talking about Porsche's party again. And she talks about, did you like your gift? Um, it would have been better if I gave it to you in person. And Porsche's like, you're literally just proving Lauren's point. Like you're doing exactly. the most, doing, being extra. And I hate Kenya. Moving on. Cynthia <laughs> says that for three hours, her and Mike were disappointed. It was nice that they had a little party for them, but it would have been a lot cooler to me Biden, which I hope, you know, they ask Kenya how she feels about that because I'm sorry, if I host a party for you, an event for you, and you say you were exactly. disappointed, I'd be like, bitch, I'm never inviting you to anything. Am I wrong? And Kenya's, Kenya's the type to be like, it hurt it definitely hurt but because Cynthia's her only friend she's not gonna pop off on her like she has on other people <laughs> she's like yeah it hurt she shouldn't have said that but you know I would have liked to meet Biden too it's some so, bullshit you know, she's pageant, answer. pageant answer exactly well she's Miss um what is she Miss USA Miss USA Miss or whatever Miss she is um from the 90s bitch <laughs> To wrap up the episode, we see Candy and her family, and they're all packing for Riley because she's going off to college. We see Ace. Oh. He's just devastated. He starts crying, and he's like, I want to be with her. I want to be with Riley. She didn't pack any <laughs> gloves, and she doesn't like her hands getting dirty, so I have to go oh. with her. It was it was a really Poor sad moment. I'm not going to lie. I kind of might have shed a tear or two because it's so, it's so cute to see him not only have a confessional and he was like, oh, yes. I love when she plays with me and I love that she plays with me again. And I was like, wow, this is to be innocent and young. We love that. It's too pure for this world. I was, I was like, oh, I definitely teared up in that part. And then they just had to play. The montage of Riley and Candy. And if you've been watching it from the beginning, my stomach's growling. Ruined a great moment. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. If you watched it from the beginning, you saw, you've seen their relationship grow. You've seen Riley grow up. She was yes. a little girl when she was on the show, and now she's a full-on adult. And it was super sweet. And I'm crying again. No, um, 
I think I think Candy, despite, you know, sometimes she gets on herself about being not always being there for her kids because of, you know, work and all that. I think she's a wonderful mom. Yes. And I love the relationship out of all the mom daughter relationships or like kid relationship. I think hers are my favorite. Like, I love them because I think what I like about Candy well, there's a lot of things I don't like about Candy sometimes. Mm-hmm. What I like about Candy is that she doesn't pimp out Riley for the show like other housewives have done with their daughters. Name Lee, Kyle Richards, Lisa <laughs> Rinna, Kim Zolziak, um, Yolanda. D- no, just kidding. Oh. I mean, just think about it. Do you get me? Like, Riley yeah. was able to grow up in front of the camera without getting a storyline pimped out of her or something. Do you get me? Like, I mean, people nice. might disagree and say in season nine when we had Block on the show and she was trying to fight. Uh, but you that was know, different, him. you know? That was different. That was different. I digress. That montage of her growing up definitely spilled some tears. I was like, Bravo knows what they're doing. Bravo knows what it's they're funny doing, that you say crying. that because they do know what they're doing because according to the bloggers on Twitter, they said Ooh. that the scene was actually filmed, the, the their engagement party was actually filmed mm-hmm. after so oh they went to drop her off to new york and then came back and then went to her little party but i digress um the episode i wrote the episode ends with ace telling riley good luck riley and just a sad sad moment but um Aww. good luck riley um yeah that wraps up this episode i'm excited to get into the drama because i believe it's in one or two episodes see? we see the infamous stripper story, Portia, Tanya, stripper. We don't know if it's true or not. Oh, yeah, we'll anybody. Just <laughs> we'll just wait to see if, you know, they fuck them or not. But, um, yeah, any thoughts? Any final thoughts? Um, no, this was a really good episode. Very good. Um, I felt like there wasn't a lot going on, but I wasn't too bored. Um, I did miss Drew, but I feel like I was kind of over her and her husband at this point. Oh, yeah. We so didn't see time, Drew at all in the episode. Next time I see Drew, I want to see her happy and healthy and away from Ralph. I mean. <laughs> so uh, we'll justice see. for Ralph. Just kidding. Um, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure to head on over to the other portion of the podcast where we talk about ourselves because you know what? It's all about us. But um, make sure you follow me on Instagram, Twitter, at King Lewis. Make sure you follow Daniela on her social media. Make sure you send us um, money on Zelle. Contact us for information. Um, Send us on Twitter if you want in the DMs. (laughs) And we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. (laughs) We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.